Welcome to the School Connect podcast. At School Connect, we know it takes a village to help every child reach their full potential. So, each episode, we'll hear stories of normal people who became heroes, solving community problems in powerful and creative ways. We know these stories will inspire you to create the change you hope to see. Well, Tracy, usually I start our conversations asking you a specific question, trying to stump you. But today, because we have so much to cover, what I really want to do is give you the opportunity to kind of rewind and really share with us, how did we get to this point in School Connect? Because I think it's a fascinating story that's worth telling over and over and over again. Um, So why don't you give us the Cliff Notes version of how we got to School Connect? So are you talking about like my first aha moment in another country all the way yeah, back? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, I I had college students with me. We were serving overseas and um, we actually were serving a special needs public school in uh, Peru. And I was standing there and their college students were serving this school and there were long-term staff who were present. And I, I suddenly had this aha moment, like, oh my gosh, schools are a portal to every single need in a neighborhood. So homelessness and foster care and refugees and parenting and drug addiction and food insecurity and, and you know, need for jobs, like all of that was present in schools. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I suddenly realized this. And then my second realization was, why am I only doing this in other countries? Why wouldn't I also come back to Phoenix, Arizona and figure out how to do it here? So I came back and there were already uh, a university, Arizona State University was already a partner and there were businesses and faith communities and there were college students who were artists and all these amazing people to bring together. And so we started gathering these incredible people and resources to help schools. And then uh, the very first thought I thought was, well, let's start in a school district. So we started in a school district and we multiplied from one school to six schools with the School Connect model and then to all 32 schools of the Washington Elementary District. And then I thought, oh my goodness, I wonder if we could multiply this around Maricopa County. And that was insane because there are 1,185 schools in 58 school districts in Maricopa County. So I thought, man, that's a huge amount of work. Let's get started there. And then we started multiplying, working with different school districts and, and seeing all these partners gather around schools. And it was almost as if the idea of building a village around a school had arrived. Like, oh my God, right. let's do that. And so you did that in Arizona, right? Yeah. You, you made it, all this happen in Arizona. Yes. And I, I got to tell you, I, I might sadly have said, I want to keep going overseas. Like, I love to travel internationally. <laughs> I know that you do as well. And there's I lots do, of yeah. need over there. So I really have to like applaud you because from a self-serving perspective, I might've said, there's a lot of need overseas. We need to keep going. But instead, you returned your focus back to Arizona. And then from there, which I think is most interesting that we really want to focus on today, how did you go from Arizona and serving those 1,300 schools to now we have like School Connect happening across the country? Like, did you have a huge budget, marketing budget? Like, did you have a (laughs) PR crew? 
How did you do that? Zero marketing budget, zero PR crew. No, what happened was relationships across the country. So as I started talking with others who really wanted to make a difference, maybe they were in foster care or maybe they were, you know, trying to help with homelessness or whatever it was that they were trying to do. Little by little, I started connecting with people who want to make a difference in their city. And they started looking at what we were doing with School Connect. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this would be so easy to do right in my own city. And so um, believe it or not, the very first person that we had a conversation with and who is presently doing the School Connect model is with us uh, on our podcast today. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. (laughs) I love it when a plan comes together. So why don't you introduce who is with us today? Oh, my very, very amazing dear friend, Margaret Judson. She is our city director doing School Connect in San Antonio, Texas. Margaret, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tracy and Tim. It's so exciting to be here with both of you. We're glad to have you. And I'm so excited to kind of rewind the story and and hear kind of how things started compared to where they are today. And so we're going to let Tracy kick that off for us. Yeah, so... Margaret, you were already, you were interested in seeing something happen in San Antonio with schools that was already in your heart. And then you started looking out there to figure out where's a model of what I could do. You were looking at a a bunch of different ones. So how did you get to me, I guess, first? How would, how did you get to me and what caused you to think I want to move forward with that? Well, um, thank you both for hosting me today on your podcast, which I really enjoyed listening to. So for us here in San Antonio, it really started when a nonprofit here in our community asked me if I would host uh, a series of listening sessions with our urban schools and to invite faith leaders into those conversations. And uh, so we did a series of these listening sessions. And what we found out was um, the faith community and the schools were operating in silos. So there was really no partnership. There were some little um, key partnerships in our community, but not across widespread. And so we um, started looking at different models, like Tracy mentioned, and um, I found several in our state that we thought maybe we could do. But uh, the chairman of the board at that time said, hey, I've heard about this woman out in Arizona. Why don't you contact her? And um, so I thought he was going to set up the call for all three of us, but he just made the call for me to visit with Tracy. And I have to say, I was, her passion and her energy just came through the phone. And I was at the same time so excited about hearing what they were doing, but I was also very overwhelmed because I just thought, oh my goodness, they're doing so much. There's no way. How would you do all that? So I kind of took a step back a little bit, took a deep sigh, and I thought, oh, this is amazing. So I went and shared it with the board and they were like, let's go out to the summit. So that's where it started is um, a colleague of mine who is running Youth for Christ here in San Antonio. He said, I want to go with you and let's go check it out. So the summit was our first experience with seeing School Connect in action. And the summit was this amazing opportunity for us. Uh, We were both just so pumped up after we attended that summit. Well, I just want to make sure we pause right now and we say, 
anybody who is listening who wants to learn more, you are more than welcome. In fact, we would encourage you to come to the summit. We will give you that ticket for free. It's an annual event that happens in January. Now, I said the ticket, not the plane ticket or the hotel, (laughs) but the ticket to the summit we will take care of. But to your point, Margaret, that is the best location, the best place to start to really understand the impact that School Connect has, and it sets the stage for everything. So I just want to really, really encourage our listeners, if you're on the fence, at least come to the summit. Sorry, Tracy, I just had to put that in there. Go ahead with your follow-up question. No, but I'm so glad you clarified that we're not paying for the airplane ticket only the ticket into the summit. So I hope I hope everybody hearing this right now knows what Tim really meant. But it, it is an incredible experience because I think what it is, is you get to see the model in action. You get to see a whole bunch of superintendents, business, faith, nonprofit, government leaders. We do this at the on the uh, floor of the arena of a university. And so it's just a wonderful opportunity. And, and I guess I want to ask you really specifically quickly, Margaret, what about the model made you do it? Like there was had to be an element that was different that you said, that makes sense to me. Let's do this. Well, for us, it was, it brought the entire community to the table. It wasn't just the nonprofit sector or just the churches, but it was bringing every sector of the community together to build that village of support around the school. And that's what we felt was really missing in our community. Because churches can't do it all, and a nonprofit doesn't have the capacity to do it either. And um, businesses, they probably don't have the time. But when you bring everybody together and let everybody bring their asset, their gifts, their talents to the table, it just made so much sense. And I just thought to myself, why aren't more people doing this? And so we spent some time, we came back and spent some time in our community um, trying to identify and see if other people we're already doing that in our community. And we found out no one else was doing it. And um, so that's where we then took that next step and um, invited Tracy to come and meet with some stakeholders here in San Antonio. And that was a great opportunity for us to really share with everyone what this model was about and to see if they we could get support. And people were, of course, just really excited to bring that here to San Antonio. So we were excited to be the first city outside of the state of Arizona to bring School Connect to our city. Well, and we we so appreciate your trust because sometimes when you're in the situation where you're the first, you're really taking so many risks there because, you know, the organization, like on our side, we were still figuring things out as we were going. So you were kind of dealing with a lot of the nuances of that mm-hmm. in addition to trying to honor the stakeholders and your community to deliver on the promise that we were making. So I just want to say thank you for investing uh, your trust and confidence in Tracy and the team and the model to be able to navigate and go through that process because of what you have gone through and how you have helped us, we've learned, and it's made it simpler for us to replicate the model and help other cities that have come after you. So I want, I want to pause and say thank you for what you invested and how you contribute that to us um, and to the, the long-term mission and vision of School Connect as we move nationally. Now, I think you kind of touched on this, but I want to go a little deeper. Whenever you think about what the problem is that you were trying to solve, mm-hmm. really put that into a context or some pictures or some stories of what was the problem you were trying to solve? And then we're going to kind of fast forward that and say, 
how is it going today? Is that problem still there or have new problems arise? So it's kind of a twofold question. Well, what we were seeing is that some of our schools, especially in our urban core, do have a lot of great community partners. But what we found is they were all coming in at different times with their different ideas of what they thought that the school needed. And so what we found were, uh, and specifically, there was one principal and she was very overwhelmed. While these community partners had great ideas and great intentions, she's the one who ended up running the program. And unfortunately, the problem, the underlying issue for that school was it was a, in Texas, they give our schools different grades and her, her school was not doing very well. It had, I, I believe, maybe a D rating. And so what she really needed to do was spend more time in helping get raise those academic standards. But she unfortunately spent a lot of time managing all these great community partners who had all these great intentions. And so for me, especially just to see that and think, oh my goodness, if those community partners knew what she really needed, they could rally their support around her and come alongside and really help her with those specific needs that she had. And so that's what I really liked about it and um, wanting to help these schools, especially the principals, achieve the needs that they had. And what makes School Connect unique is that you have this toolkit. And you, while a lot of schools do have great community partners, rarely do they bring all these people in together at the same time to address those issues that they need help with. And this fall, I got to see one of our elementary schools. And then you have amazing community partners. But for her, it was the first time the principal brought all those community partners to the campus all at one time. And she had, I'm not kidding, probably 25 partners. Okay, that's kind of on the high end. But it was the first time for them to all be in the room together, to see one another, to realize, oh, you're working there, so are we. How can we all work together? And um, she was able to identify those very specific needs and communicate those clearly and concisely to those community partners. It's just a model that's very, that people can really understand and grab onto and really run with. And I love the fact that it's not some cookie cutter, you know, one size fits all. Everybody does it differently. It looks different on each one of my campuses that I work with. Every one of them have really used this model to really, you know, grow that community base in their um, school. So it's exciting to see that. School Connect has activated partnerships in 700 of Arizona's 2,485 schools. Why not help us reach more? We believe building a village of support around every school is possible. Do you want to get your school or organization involved? Visit schoolconnectaz.org. And that's exactly, you know, what I think is central to who we are is I look at us as a translator, like we're the individual, independent individual that helps everyone who's speaking different languages come across and speak the same language. Because at the end of the day, we all kind of want the same end result. It's a matter of, you know, how do we get there in a most effective way, which is exactly what you were articulating. So how long um, have you been using the model in your community? For three years. So three, for three years. Three years. So next month, Tracy came out for a very first cafe. And it was, we started with eight schools in one school mm-hmm. district and uh, hosted a cafe for all the schools and their community partners. And that was in November of 2019. 
we were able to do a Lover School Day in February of 2020. And three weeks later, COVID hit. And so that really um, changed things, as we all know. But um, what we did is we were able to pivot. We continued to have those cafes. We did them on Zoom. We did them again with those eight schools. And then we did individual cafes with each of those school communities. But we were continue to bring those community partners in. People were super engaged and wanted to help their schools. And there were obviously great needs at that time. And we were able to, you know, put them together with those schools to address those specific needs. And then we did, um, early on, we realized that, wow, you know, mental wellness, this is going to be an issue, especially for educators. And so we were able to bring some really great community um, mental health resources together. And we hosted mm-hmm. a Zoom um, symposium for educators wow. um, in August of that year before they went back. And we had over 400 teachers who were on that call. Wow. And it was incredible. I mean, we had, and, and that was the days before that whole year of virtual learning. Okay. Right. And right. so people weren't burned out yet. It, just to see the comments that were just coming in, it was incredible. I mean, we knew that something was going on. And um, so that was really exciting to be able to be in that position, to be able to provide um, those resources that we knew that our community needed at that time. So I have to say this year, right now, is our first year to have a solid school year. Okay. Right. Think about last year, we had high hopes. And then all of a sudden, about this time, things started kind of crumbling. Um, so I'm just really excited and I can see people are engaging again. I mean, I'm a little overwhelmed, quite frankly, because so many schools and districts are so ready um, to re-engage. They're excited about this model and community partners. And I think they understand the need for bringing community partners in to be a part of the solution to so many of the needs that our public schools are encountering as well. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I I love, um, Margaret, is that you were already deeply connected in your community. Like you'd been in San Antonio for a while. You had been on a school board before. You really understood um, really what it would take to network well in those communities and you had respectful relationships. So, man, you started out with um, a great deal. You might not have realized how much you had actually um, but you did. And then we started starting in other uh, cities around the country. And we did a boot camp with other uh, cities and that you were a part of. Um, and then we've started a cohort of those city directors. And we meet on a monthly basis with those people from around the country. And I guess I wanted to uh, have other people hear about that. And can you let them know what's the value of having that cohort of city directors that you meet with regularly? Well, I remember when that cohort first started was soon after that first summit that we attended. Mm-hmm. Remember, we had breakfast the next day mm-hmm. and just hearing what was happening in other cities. That to me was so exciting. So I really enjoyed having this cohort. It is so encouraging to hear um, the struggles, um, the wins that other city directors are undergoing. I, you know, we will stay connected with one another and get advice and insight. I have to say that is one of the strongest things about this model as well. I love those relationships and having those monthly cohort calls. 
It's huge. It really is. Um, just to know that you're not alone doing this work and that you too are facing challenges like other people are in other cities. And I learned so much from the other city directors. I mean, every one of those calls I really, really uh, treasure. Um, and I think that's what makes this different. I'm also engaged with another project and we don't have those kind of calls. And um, it, that's what's missing. I mean, you really be, build a team and support for one another. And it's huge. It makes this job just so, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm really passionate about it. And I have to attribute that to you, Tracy, because you have been such a great, amazing coach to each one of us and then hosting this uh, monthly calls. It's just huge. It really is. Well, I have to say that I learn uh, from you guys every single time that we get together. Um, and it's really fun because we're talking from, I guess we're as far east as Lafayette, Louisiana, all the way to California, right? And, and in between. And so um, what's so interesting about that is that we see the similarities mm. and then we see the differences. And yeah. I think both of those are very powerful in helping to train us how to do a, a better job at supporting education. And then, you know, there's so much uh, creativity to the process of bringing resources and networking and supporting schools and kids and families. And so all that creativity gets transferred among that whole group. Everybody gets to learn from each other. And it's, it's very, very powerful, very powerful. And I have to say what's neat about it is you think about it, there's big cities like Chicago, this one uh -huh. part of it, and then San Antonio, but there's smaller communities like Lafayette and Colorado Springs. So that's what's so great about this model is it works everywhere in every size city. Yes, I love that you say that because it, it's almost like um, I use the term fractal, which is like a the cell of a leaf is the same kind of cells that make up the branch, which also make up the trunk. And so you're right, bringing a little village around a school, that's the cell. Yeah. Or that can also happen for a whole school district or a whole part of a city, right? And so uh, it is really cool that it works anywhere and everywhere. So Tracy, um, really quick, for those of us that um, may not be aware, if they're listening to the podcast, how many cities is School Connect in across the country? Yeah, we have the model going at about 10 cities right about now. About 10 cities. Mm -hmm. um, and what are those 10 cities? Can you share those with us? Yes, we're in Lafayette, Louisiana, San Antonio, Texas. Um, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Chicago, Illinois, Fort Wayne, Indiana. We've got work happening in Madison and, and Appleton, Wisconsin, Colorado Springs, and then Southern California and Northern California. Yeah. So it's a very diverse group across the country that are adopting the model. So the first takeaway, if you're listening to the podcast and you didn't hear your city, then you're the one responsible to bring the, the model to your city. And so there we go. <laughs> I would then shift to Margaret. So that person who just got an assignment to bring School Connect to their city, what would you tell them if they're sitting on the fence about going it alone or joining the School Connect model and implementing that locally? Oh, I if you have a part or a passion for schools, I would say definitely you need to look into this model. It's interesting. I was just in Grand Rapids last week with a cohort that I'm a part of. And I had several individuals who came up to me and said, okay, tell me about what you're doing with schools. And so when I explained to them about the School Connect model, they're like, oh my goodness, I need to find out more about that. That's what I want to do. 
And I told them, it's so amazing because you have this toolkit, you have all these great resources and you have people to talk to and it's very easy to communicate and schools love this. I mean, they, this is what they want to do. So I would say je- definitely you need to look into it. Second of all, I would definitely attend the summit. I mean, the summit is such a great opportunity to really get a feel for what the cafe model is all about. And just to be in the room with all those people from all different segments of the community, even if you're not from Phoenix, I wasn't from Phoenix, but I still got so much out of it. Just the passion that's there, just leave really excited. And um, and then the boot camp and the training, it's just, it's phenomenal and just such great resources. So you don't feel like you're doing it alone. You have a team, a, you know, an amazing team that will come alongside you and help you in so many ways. And every month I get new ideas and I'm challenged in new areas to reach out into. And I just think it's, it's such a great model for anybody to really engage in. It's not something that's overwhelming. I think anybody can do it that has really a heart for schools. I mean, you definitely have to have the passion for that. Well, I mean, what you just shared was huge. And I think the fact that, um, you know, you are out there helping us from this grassroots perspective. So it just demonstrates the power of this grassroots movement of you're having success. You're sharing that in circles that we're not a part of. And you're able to communicate what's happening, which then is getting them excited about it. And then they're reaching out and it's just this, this domino effect. It's this momentum that just is happening naturally. Um, I think what's really interesting when I look at the model and I just share this for those that are listening and still might be on the fence. This is not a complex model. Whenever I look at this, I'm like, why didn't I think of this? Like this is, <laughs> this is it's, it's simple, but yet it's complex. And so while you think about joining the model, I don't want people to feel like they're going to get this encyclopedia of content that they have to go through and all of these things that they have to do to be able to be certified to launch. I think what you're going to find is whenever you, explore the model, you're going to say, this is really, I could do this. And then as you do it, things are going to happen. And so Tracy, I want to shift the conversation to you for that person who got the assignment earlier, who now is, okay, I'm going to respond based on what Margaret said. What is their next step, Tracy? How do they, how do they start? What do they do? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the first step is reach out to school connect So, you know, go to our website, which is at schoolconnectaz.org to find out more. You can see videos, hear stories, and then reach out to us directly at info at schoolconnectaz.org because we would love to have a conversation because what we do is we sit down and talk to you about your context. What is the school district like? How many schools are a part of that? What organizations might already be serving the schools? What do they need? Are they open? Figuring out the resources of funding, all of those different aspects we can talk with you through. And that vetting process helps us make sure and you make sure that you're ready to do it. And if you're not yet ready to do it, that's good to know too, because then we can just get ready to be able to do it, right? And so there's just real simple steps each step along the way and reaching out to us is probably the best way to start. So it sounds like it all starts with the relationship and you start the conversation, you build some (laughs) trust, you look for Uh commonality, and then you Mm -hmm. find a way to execute. That sounds really familiar. I don't know where I've heard that, but it sounds very familiar. (laughs) Well, 
<laughs> as we as we wrap up today, Margaret, I just want to say, you know, thank you very much for joining us. I know that you have so much going on there in your community and for you taking the time not only to share your success, but encourage others across the country and for the time that you invest in your cohort each month and helping those that have come along. And then, as we said earlier, for you to be the first one out the gate to uh, implement the model outside of Phoenix, we just really appreciate trailblazers like you. And uh, we can't wait to see what you're going to, what your community is going to be doing in the future. And Tracy, we talk about four things that people can do regardless (laughs) of where they're at. And so today I'm going to ask you, do you know all four? Do I know all four? Oh my God, you always put me on the spot. No, okay. no, no. Let's the see. First one, the first one is share the podcast. Yep, that's right. Right, share the podcast. Yep. The second one is um, like what, like or comment on the podcast. That's part of the first one, but you're good. Keep okay, on going. That's part of the second one then is um, serve schools. If yep. you want to volunteer, we would love to have you share uh, serve schools with yep. us. So contact yep. us again, info at schoolconnectdaisy.org. Yep. The third one is, hey, do you want to financially support us? Because yes. we would love that. Um, we are a nonprofit. We don't charge schools anything. Great. We raise all the funds so that we can serve schools. And so that would be wonderful. And then the fourth one is, do you want to start it in your own community yes. and your own city? We want you to reach out to us because we would love to help you do that. Did yes. I get all four? She did. You did. Yeah. You did. You got all four. Well, again, um, Tracy, here's what I'm expecting. So I'm expecting that probably 10 years from now, we are going to see School Connect at an international location. Mm. So we are going to go full so. circle so. around the globe. It started in it started in Peru, right? Mm-hmm. And it started so in Peru. I'm going to speak this out. And I'm going to say in 10 years, School Connect will have an international location. Is that good? Wow. I would love that. I would love that too. Well, until then, keep connecting. Thank you uh, for sharing your time today. And we hope today was an encouragement to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the School Connect podcast and for being part of our village. Be sure to follow, review, and share this podcast on your chosen platform because more collective voices equal more progress for our kids. If you're interested in finding out more about School Connect and seeing how you can make a difference, go to schoolconnectaz.org for more information.